Benchmark is Sahaba, the voice of Ahlul Sunnah wal Jama'ah. Nikah de masno, dukhe dil ka marham. Nikah de masno, dukhe dil ka marham. Ye farma gaye hai Rasoole Mukarram. Ye farma gaye hai Rasoole Mukarram. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. Ahlan wa sahlan wa marhaban bikum. Wednesday morning on our program, The Bless of Marriage. It's a beautiful morning here in Johannesburg. Arafat bin Ibrahim Hatia is the name. Of course, my beloved engineer, uh, this morning will be none other than Haji Suleiman Esop, uh, the man in blue. Uh, this morning, blue and white stripes. He will be with me from now till 12 ish. We still making dua that Allah Ta'ala uh, bless him with a beautiful spouse, inshallah. Amin, 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 ya Rabbul Alameen. Yeah, well, he is the man in blue. Blue socks, blue jeans, blue kurta, blue stripes. I don't know what's up with him on this beautiful morning. But nevertheless, uh, let's welcome our wonderful listeners of um, Sirius FM. Haji Faisal Asmal and Hafiz Yusuf Asmal in company. Uh, let's welcome our wonderful listeners of Merkaza Sahaba. The voice of Ahlu Sunnah. Well, Jama'a, remember our WhatsApp number is um, 084-786-3132. 084-786-3132. Uh, international Overseas Listeners. Plus two seven eight four seven eight six three one three two. Uh, plus two seven eight four seven eight six three one three two. Yes, it is today, the sixteenth of November, twenty twenty two. Twenty twenty three is around the corner, my beloved listeners of Malika Sahaba, corresponding to the twenty first of. Rabi'ul Akhir, 14.44. Let's welcome our beloved, honorable, respected Fadilatul Ustad. Ustad, welcome to the bliss of marriage. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh, Ustad. Wa alaikum as-salam. Ma'afabodit. Wa alaikum as-salam wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. Barakallahu feekum wa arafat. Jazakallahu khairan. Ustad the listener wants to know, please Mufti Saab, I would like to know what can be read after marriage to incur the blessings of Allah. Ustad, anonymous from Velcom. Bismillahirrahmanirrahim. Nahmaduhu wa nuswalli ala rasulihi al-kareem. Amma ba'd. All praise is due to Almighty Allah, the sustainer, nourisher, and cherisher of the universe. Peace, blessings, and salutations be upon our beloved master and leader, Nabi Muhammad Mustafa sallallahu alayhi wasallam. Before I respond to the question, yesterday I went to Mulpa Clinic. My cousin Faisal Sharif Noor, so his house is there in King Rose Business Day in Trichat. So his son Zafar, who met up in an accident, so he is quite seriously ill. Make dua for him that all might Allah Jalla grant our Zafar. He's only 24 years old, complete shifa, Ameen. and Allah grant him shifa kamil ajil mustamir. Similarly, so many hundreds, thousands of other people in the world are sick and ill. So make dua for all of them. One is we make dua, we read Surah Fatiha, we read Ya Salamu, and take their names if we know their name. Otherwise, just say, Ya Allah, grant them all shifa kamil, complete speedy recovery. Similarly, Habibuna Mustafa Rasulullah Sallallahu taught us, Dawu Marudakum Bisadaka. The hadith is mentioned in by Imam Abu Dawood in his work, the Marasil, that on behalf of those people who are ill and sick, you, the Ummah, you should give out some charity. This charity is voluntary charity in cash or kind, whether it is a packet of biscuits or whether it is money or whether it is clothing, whatever it is. 
and you can give it to any poor person, Muslim, non-Muslim. So daily we should try and form this habit. We give something to somebody, and in that way they make multiple, multiple intentions. Allah Jalla Wala grant us all tawfiq and the ability, capacity to practice on it. Ameen, Ya Rabbal Alameen. So what is it permissible? I didn't answer the question. I didn't answer the question. Right, the question was that after the marriage, so now we want some barakah and blessing. So that was the question. So remember the sunnah dua. I performed the nikah. I was present there and Mohana Arafat performed the nikah, for example, or whoever. And now we meet the groom. So men to men, women to women. So the sunnah dua, Mustafa Habibuna sallallahu alayhi wa taught us, Barakallahu lak, wa barakallahu alayk, wa jama'a baynakuma fil khair. Allah Jalla Wala grant you barakah <coughs> blessings from all sides. And Allah keep you, O oh husband and wife, newly wedded couple, in khair and goodness at all times, all places, all circumstances. The hadith is mentioned in Abu Dawood. Now here this one word. We need to wonder, ponder, and reflect over it. So what is that? Barakah. What is the meaning of barakah? Al-ashya'ul qalila wal manafi'ul kathira. Your house might be small, but the benefit is so much. Your money might be little bit, but the benefit is so much. Your time is so limited, but Allah gave you so much you can do. So that you call barakah and blessing. And with that, keep on reading. Ya wadudu, ya wadudu, ya wadud. It's virtually two strangers coming together. You don't know one another's habits. So cry, beg, petition, Almighty Allah. Ya Allah, you create the love, the bond within us between husband and wife. And always read, you husband, you wife. Surah chapter 25, verse 74. Rabbana hablana min azwajina wa dhurriyatina qurrata ayun. Oh, beloved Allah, grant us such spouses and such children and offspring that are the coolness of the eyes. Somebody says here, Ustada, I do apologize about that, Ustada, I thought you answered. No, no <laughs> Somebody says, is it permissible for a girl's parents, Muftisab, to demand that she obtain a divorce from her husband? For whatever reason, Ustad. Remember that when a girl gets married, the hadith is very, very clear that in Abu Dawood, Tirmidhi, Ibn Majah, Mishkat, Mustadi Ahmed, la nikaha illa biwaliyin, that you cannot get married except with the consent of the guardian and the person who has the biggest authority, greatest authority over her, the daughter, is the biological father, So you must be happy, sister, daughter. Your father must be happy, Muslim father. And then the nikah will proceed and so forth. Now the nikah took place after six months, one year, two, three, four, five years. Allah forbid, Allah forbid. Now the father is saying or the daughter is saying they want out from this nikah. So now we must always look at what Quran Sharif teaches us. Remember that, that reconciliation is the best. So our aim must be to make the home and not to break the home. So always remember that. So you, the woman, if you are asking for a talaq and divorce and the grounds you are citing is not valid in Sharia, then he, Habibuna, Rahmatul Alameen, Mustafa, Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, who was a mercy, exclusive mercy to the entire creation, <coughs> said, Hunnal Munafiqat, that such women are munafiq, they are hypocrites, that min bayghayri ba'asin, they don't have a valid reason, and they want to ask for talaq and break the home, and so that, for haramun alayha or alayhinna al-jannah, so go open me, if you will find this type of a hadith, then Jannah and Paradise becomes haram on them, meaning they won't enter Jannah and Paradise initially. Yes, eventually they will enter because of Iman and Islam and so forth and so on. So in this hadith also, you will see that divorce is detested, hated, and we should not become use it as the first option. 
authentic hadith in Abu Dawood, he Habibuna Mustafa sallallahu alayhi wa sallam said, Abaghadul halali ilallahi at-talaq. The most detested and thing which is hated by all metallah but is permissible as a last resort, last resort and that is talaq. So then it must be used like that as a last, last resort. <laughs> so what are the valid grounds and what are the invalid grounds? Let's just give you two, three examples. The husband is daily, every day, every week, busy with drugs, alcohol. He's hitting his wife, assaulting his wife, battering her, and so forth. Then when he becomes sober and so forth, then he apologizes, he begs for forgiveness. But it's going on every week, every month like that. So in a case like that, I always say, you must report him to the police and let the police put him, place him in prison. What can we do? You come to me, you go to the jamiyats, you go here. We got no executive power. We only have consultation and consultative power. We can only advise you. So you must remember in that case there, if the lady files and applies for divorce, then it is permissible for her, one. Second one is this motor. Now he's tired of his wife. His wife is now no more looking like the one-liter bottle. She looks like a five-liter bottle mm. now because... <coughs> because now she has given birth to three, four, five children. So obviously there will be changes in the body and so forth of the lady. So he no more finds her so attractive, her body is blown up a little bit and so forth. So now he's busy with his secretary, then he's busy with other women on the chat line, he's bunny busy with the porn sites and so forth, and he wants to have affair with these ladies, sleep with the street ladies, prostitutes. So remember that such type of people, Surah 24, verse number 26, Surah Nur, Allah Jalla Wala classifies that type of men and women, the immoral for the impure, the impure for the immoral. You wife, you are tayyiba, you are pure and chaste. In cases like that, we will say you should not fulfill his conjugal relationship and you shouldn't be sleeping with him. Tomorrow, because of his rifle being damaged, you will get AIDS, you will get sexually transmitted diseases. So in cases like that, if you file for divorce, talaq, they wouldn't be sent upon you. So these are the examples, examples where it is permissible. Now, second one will be where it's not permissible. For example, the husband is shouting her that, you know, come on, wake up for salat and so forth. Or the husband is telling her, wear decent clothes, modest clothes. Or the husband tells her there's no TV in our house and so forth. Or there's no, you're not going to use the phone that got WhatsApp and so forth. So now she is very uptight about this and upset about it. And her parents also are siding with her. Why mustn't she have a TV? Why mustn't she have a phone with WhatsApp mm. and so forth? So in let's get the luck and no, there you are not justified to ask and file for divorce. So we have to take every case on its merit and understand, not just make emotional decisions. Allahu mm. Akbar. We start on that same question. Uh, I think uh, the mother is responding to you. She says that, why doesn't our daughter tell Mufti A.K. the truth? He took a second wife, and now he's making my daughter to suffer Mufti Sab. And she has a nine-month-old baby. He spends more time with that second wife. And my daughter is just too afraid of him. She's only 25. We are very angry as parents. Who started? See, Almighty Allah, Jalla wa'ala, has given us all the solution. He Habibuna Mustafa Rasulullah sallallahu sallam elaborates and expounds and explains the verses that are revealed and so forth. Let's go to Quran Sharif and see. Allah Jalla says in Surah 4, Chapter 4, Surah Nisa, verse number 3, Mathna wa Thulatha wa Rubah. The Muslim man, you can take two wives, three wives, four wives, 
But is this card blanche or are there conditions? Obviously, there are conditions attached. So Allah Ta'ala mentions, فَإِنْ خِفْتُمْ And if you, the husband, you fear, Allah Ta'adilu, you can't do justice to your two, three, four wives, then فَوَاحِدَ Then one wife only, old is gold. So you must stick and stay with your first wife. So yeah, this person had his good time, everything with his first wife. Now she gave birth, baby is nine months old, and being breastfed and so forth. But as I said, maybe now, she's not so attractive for him she's a little bit blown up he says no now I'm no more interested he's a rich wealthy man so now he takes a second wife and so forth and no more doing justice which is obvious from the question so for all my Allah teaches us in the noble Quran chapter 16 surah Nahal the B verse 44 wa anzalna ilayka zikra we reveal to you ya Rasulullah Mustafa Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wasallam this reminder so what must you do the Quran Sharif is revealed so you now the wahi is coming to you ya Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wasallam litubayyina linnasi ma nuzila ilayhim you must explain in detail to humanity what is revealed to them the Quran is hudallinnas constitution for humanity and وَلَعَلَّهُمْ يَتَفَكَّرُونَ They must wonder, ponder, and reflect. So he, Habibuna, sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, elaborated the hadith, authentic Abu Dawood, Tirmidhi, Muslim, Ahmad, various compilations. مَنْ كَانَتْ لَهُ إِمْرَأَتَانَ That where the lady, where the husband has two wives, where the husband has two wives, two is example, can be three, four, and he's favoring one over the other like in this case here according to the question more time more orders more this and he forgot all the sacrifices the first wife made and that person will come on the day of and his whole body will be bent towards one side he'll be disgraced in front of the entire human race so that is Quran Sharif and Sunnah Mubarakah. So for a Muslim husband to take second, third, fourth wife, there are conditions. He must have the financial means to look after them. Second one, he must have the physical means to fulfill their rights and so forth. Third one, he must do justice. They can't be brazen and blatant favoritism. And in this case, according to the question, that is what it seems. So you, my brother, you have become the zalim, the oppressor. Your first wife crying, she has a baby, nine months old, and you're supposed to be helping, but you're not helping anything. You're busy parking the whole time there by your second wife, it seems. So now, you, so every tears of her, every time she cries so what Habibuna sallallahu alayhi sallam said ittaqi da'wat al-mazloom beware of the bad B-A-D of the bad dua of the oppressed of the bad dua same spelling so of the oppressed person in this case your first wife is oppressed فَلَيْسَ بَيْنَهُ وَبَيْنَ اللَّهِ hijab between her and the oppressed person and Almighty Allah there is no curtain no veil the duas are completely totally accepted of the oppressed person and instantly immediately so therefore brother you have have to sort things out now when you daughter and your parents your child is masoom he or she won't understand things now so where do we stand so this is my two cents advice you must stay in that marriage remember this <laughs> why must you stay in this marriage because a masoom child is involved Number two is this, you turn more and more to Almighty Allah, cry to Almighty Allah, Allah can change the hearts anytime. Second one is this, when you're alone with your husband and is in a good mood, not in front of anybody, so you have the baby is dead and nine months old is fine. So remember, you must explain to him that see, 
you left your parents' home, you left your siblings, you left the place of your birth, you made all the sacrifices. Allah blessed you with a beautiful, handsome son and a, or a beautiful daughter. And now, instead of making shukr to Allah, you go and do this, and then you don't do with justice and so forth. So are you really thanking Allah, or are you making kufran and ni'mat, ungrateful to Allah? So inshallah, you start ta'aleem, you give out charity, you start making dua tahajjud time, you can't wake up in the early part of the morning before sleeping, read two rakats also, and cry to Allah many a time we know that the marriages were right on the rocks, the husband on the docks, but today if you look at them, then they are very, very happy couple. Mm. And 90% of the time, I'm in this field with Allah's help for more than 40 years. So I saw this happening, that when the husband falls ill, and now he's seriously ill, then the first wife, she will be there to put the zembak, to give the massage, all that. Second wife, she's busy with the mascara. She's busy with the <laughs> lipstick. She's busy with all her makeup and all this kind of things. Yeah. So, sister, Allah Ta'ala has a deep, strange, strange ways that he will start making qadr and appreciating you more and more. So, my advice is to you, sister who's married, and to your parents, don't break this marriage and don't ever go for talaq. Mm. That child is involved. Always remember that. There's a ma'asum child involved, so the child should be the binding factor and not the breaking factor. That is my advice to all parties concerned. Mm. Allahu Akbar. Somebody says here, Ustaz, that can one cut off ties with one's mother if you feel that she has wronged you? She is an elderly woman who has lost her husband recently. And what are the mother's rights over the sons and daughters who start? I give you one Quranic verse and I give you one Hadith Sharif and that will answer all your queries. The Quran Sharif, Surah 47, Surah chapter 47, and that is Surah Muhammad, named after the Master, Habibuna Mustafa Rasulullah Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, verses 22-23. Now you, son, you're flying high, you got your degrees, and you are going overseas, and you got a good job, a good business, and you're a professional. Now you feel your mother is treating you badly. So, what Allah says, chapter 47, verses 22-23, In tawallaytum, when you have authority, antufsidu fil ardi, you cause mischief, mayhem, chaos on this earth. وَتُقَتِّئُوا أَرْحَامَكُمْ And you sever ties, family ties. This is your mother, you the son, you the daughter, and you want to cut off ties with her. You forgot all the sacrifices she made. You forgot that now your father or your stepfather passed away. So when you do that, O son, O daughter, you sever ties with your biological mother, those are the people Allah curses them. What's the meaning of la'ana curse? Al-ibad and rahmatillahi ta'ala. You are deprived of the special, special mercy of all Allah. Allah's mercy is for everybody. But for the true Muslims, Allah sends his special mercy. So that you are deprived of that. For asummahum, Allah makes them spiritually deaf. When they speak of money, they speak of commission, that your ears will open. But you speak of Quran, you speak of Sunnah, you speak of Deen and Islam, then you won't understand, you become deaf. Spiritually dead and deaf. Wa'ama absarahum and spiritually blind. You won't be able to draw a distinction dichotomy between haq and batil, between truth and falsehood. So that is Quran, my brother. Second one, they had the Hadith Sharif, Mustafa Sallallahu Sallam addressing the children, me and you. If our parents are alive, you must always show them love. You must always show them respect. Then he, Rahmatul Alameen Mustafa Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam said, 
وَإِنْ ظَلَمَا وَإِنْ ظَلَمَا وَإِنْ ظَلَمَا Thrice the Master السلام, said, even if they are doing wrong, you children, grandchildren, you must show them respect and love. Go open Al-Adabul Mufrad of Imam Bukhari, rahimahullah. You will find this type of ahadith in the chapter of Birrul Walidain. Do good to your parents. Next one in Mishkat. Al-Jannatu inna rijliha. Al-Jannatu tahta qadamil ummahat. Jannat and paradise lies under the feet of your mother. So if one, two time, one week your mother told you nonsense, you are this, you are this. So now you want to cut off ties with your mother? You forgot she carried you for nine months. You forgot she gave her life for you when she went through labor pain to give birth to you. You forgot she breastfed you for six months, one year, two years. You forgot how she she brought you up and she never ate till you ate. All the things, all the musty and all the mischief used to carry out. All that you forgot and that is called, you must remember, selective amnesia. Why you want to cut off ties with your mother? Because your wife is telling you so. Mm. Because your ego is telling you so. Because Lucifer and Satan and Shaitan's Olad is telling you that. So are you doing the right or wrong? Habibuna rahmatullil alameen sallallahu alayhi wa sallam said, Kullu dhambin insha'afa anhu wa insha'adhaba. Every sin a person commits and, and perpetrates it is the prerogative of Allah alone. Either he forgives or either he punishes. That person there, illa uquqal walidain. Except when you break the hearts of your parents, you disobey them, you rebel against them. فَإِنَّ اللَّهَ يُعَجِّلُ أُقُوبَتَهُ لِصَاحِبِهِ فِي الْحَيَاةِ قَبْلَ مَوْتِهِ you carry on like that, then Allah will crush you. The punishment, chastisement will come to you immediately in this world before death overtakes you. Believe you, my brother, I'm in my mid-60s. We saw a lot of things in life. In my own family, I saw that people were rebellious to their parents and how their empire crumbled in front of them, how their marriages failed, how their children treat them. So because how they were treating, you must remember, they are parents. So you go to your mother, kiss her hand. She's wrong and you're right. You still apologize to her. Allah. If you have iman, Haq. if you are a true Muslim, <laughs> if you're shaitan, then we can only make dua for you. Allahu Akbar. Beautiful answer, Ustad. I see this one of the listeners says that Mufti Sab is Brother Suleiman fixed. Uh, there is a lady who's 44 years old. She's prepared to make his khidmat to start. Mm. <laughs> She's prepared to make his khidmat, but we don't know if Suleiman is prepared to make her khidmat. <laughs> because Suleiman is 35, 36, and now she's 44. So now we have to speak to Suleiman Mota. Then Suleiman Mota has to make istikhara. Then Suleiman Mota has to speak to his mother. Father is marhum. Allah grant him jannatul then he's got two sons, they day by their mother, holiday time, they'll come by him, December, and so forth. So we will speak to Suleiman Mota, and inshallah, Mohan Arafat, the number, just keep it there. <laughs> yeah. Keep it, write it down, and you can send it to Suleiman Mota. So we'll see now, we don't know whether he's agreeing or what. You see, nowadays, I read a nice saying yesterday. Uh-huh. In life, you hear a nice saying. You know this morning I gave you one, Molana. Do you start? Yeah. I told you that the person went to Dubai and he saw the Pakistanis were all having tea <laughs> in the saucer, you know. So he said, what's happening? He said, no, the England guys came, they took all the cups away. <laughs> yes, so we, Pakistan, lost the cricket and England won. So a nice saying, you see. So now somebody sent me a saying this morning, say, Mufti, you don't understand. Today the woman and her family, in most cases, not all, <laughs> they don't want a husband, B-A-N-D. They want a husband, B-A-N-K. Ah, that is the big problem nowadays, you see. You see. So these are all issues we are grappling with nowadays. So I can't say anything. Suleiman Mota is here. He's engineering. 
wearing. So he's smiling. Maybe I don't know. <laughs> so that so maybe he see. So we must know the history, the geography of the lady also. Then if there's chemistry between them, then inshallah we perform his nikah. Never mind 2023. In 2022 we perform his nikah. Inshallah, Allah says. Subhanallah, Subhanallah. Listen, say Somebody says, you see, Mufti AK, I worked so hard for my husband, uh, for my husband's business. Uh, and shukran, alhamdulillah, Allah has blessed us now. And now he married a young, poor girl, Mufti Sab. She's only 21. So now all of a sudden, she's coming up in life with my husband's wealth. I make dua, she dies, or he dies. I'm upset, Mufti Sab. What is your fatwa? I'm still beautiful and I still put makeup. Ustad. So you, let's use this as a case study. When you married him, you were 19, 20, 21 and then you grew up in your marriage, then you helped him in the shop business, you made so much sacrifice. Now when you got two, three children, you're married 12, 15 years, so he says now you're out of shape and that, he says like that. You say you're still attractive and beautiful, but he says no, not so good now, you see. So now, kullu jadidin laziz, is a saying in Arabic, a proverb. Every novelty, every new thing is a very delicious thing, is very tasty. So now he's 40 years old, he's 30, 35 years old. So he went to look for a young tart, you see, 20, 21 years old. And she's a poor girl. So as far as she's concerned, she hit the jackpot. You must remember that. She said, my dua got accepted and so forth. So again, the same problem is this, that you must remember that is he doing justice or not? That if truth be told, 80%, you must remember, of the Muslim men who are married to two, three, four wives, South Africa, Africa, and the whole world, they don't do justice. And that's a major, major sin because every day your one wife is crying and because of the zulm and oppression. So therefore, that is where you are. Second one is this, now you're making dua that she must die or he must die. That's wrong. You can't make that dua. You must make this dua, Ya Allah, grant us all afia, grant us all safety, security, happiness, and joy, and so forth and so on. You also must realize one thing, and this is, I need to be honest here. Mm-hmm. <coughs> In our Muslim society today, in our Muslim society today, South Africa, Africa, wherever you go, the woman, the wife, if the husband commits adultery, go sleep with this lady, that lady, once a month, two times, all that, then she knows she'll just turn a blind eye sometimes. You must remember. But if he wants to do it the halal way, then that becomes a big story. Then you want to make dua that she must die, the second wife, or he must die, and so forth. So that's wrong. You must remember that. What he has to do is he has to do justice to you. And whatever belongs to you, whether in the house, whether in the business, all that he must give to you. Why? Because that is what you work for and that is what is yours. She can't be taking your things and so forth in the shop or in the house or whatever and enjoying it without your permission and consent and so forth. Understand our Islam is called what? What is it called? Deen. Inna dina in the lail Islam. And what is what is the day just judgment called? The day of justice. You read every day. What is it called? Maliki yo middin. So remember, Islam stands for political justice, social justice, economic justice. That is one of the unique features, characteristics of Islam. So you can't object on him getting married if he is doing justice. But if he's not doing justice, then obviously you must remember, you must object and can object and should object. So that is how we should understand the deen. To say they all must die, he and his wife, they're going in the car and you're making dua, Ya Allah, let them meet up in an accident and let them both get injured badly. Let them both die. And that's not right, sister. So we must remember these things. Yeah, that is now emotion. Therefore, in Islam, we said, make mashura with the woman, but don't let them make the decision. When they make the decision, then it is based most of the time on emotions. They say, nusiba, you understand? It is said, and that Sayyidina Omar said so, 
But whether it's true or not true, we have to verify it. But Nusiba, we say that it is attributed to Sayyidina Umar Amirul Mu'mineen. He used to say, Shawiruhunna, make mashura with the wives. And then, Wakhalifuhunna, do the opposite. So sometimes I just play fools, you know. Mm. So we got a lot of time. So I'm driving, my wife is there. So I'm lost. I tell her, what you think, left or right? She say left, I turn right, you see. I say, <laughs> Sayyidina Umar said, we must make mashura with you, the ladies, and do opposite of it. <laughs> so you must. But it wasn't all the time, just sometimes. You know, husband-wife relationship, <laughs> how it goes, yeah. So that is where we are, sisters. So you should understand these things properly also. Ustad is a student of Deen who farig two years ago from Azadvil and she says that a lot of ulama knows our beloved Sheikh Hazrat Manana Mufti Abdul Qadir Hussein Hafidahullah. Uh, she's very broken. She says, my past hurts are like wounds that have healed, but the scars leave a bad sensation that bother me sometimes. But I do feel like I've gotten over it. Please advise me, Ustad, student of Deen. Sister, that first advice I'll give you, my daughters, my sisters, always consider yourself a student. Remember that. See, today is Wednesday. So last week, Sunday, one lawyer there in Darum Zakaria, he asked me in English, so, you know, in front of everybody, that uh, you still come every Wednesday here. I said, I must come. So this type of thing. I remain a student of Hazrat Mufti Sahib of my whole life. We indebted to Hazrat. Mm. Tonight I can't go because Hazrat and them are going there. Mm-hmm. There is a green side or wherever to burn the new masjid there. So therefore, but one of the other days in the week, I'll go, inshallah. So you, my sister, that whole story of Alima, just take all that out of the head. So because many a time the marriage breaks because why? I'm a Alima and you're a Jail and you are so. And then now the woman, they grow the horns, you see. And then the husband feels undermined and so forth. Then he flips it. Maybe he swears her, maybe hits her also a laugh of it. So whatever you went through, my sister, remember Quran Sharif is giving us always solace. <laughs> what is the Quran saying? You know the surah, فَإِنَّمَا الْأُسْرِ yusra. إِنَّمَا الْأُسْرِ yusra. <laughs> that if you know the Arabic language, look at the words. فَإِنَّمَا الْأُسْرِ So Usri is with Alif Lam. Yusra. The Yusra don't have Alif Lam. And then next one, إِنَّمَا الْأُسْرِ yusra. So, So one difficulty will not overpower two relief and two bounties of Almighty Allah. So you must remain positive with Almighty Allah. In life, we go through difficult times sometimes, but you cry, you turn to Almighty Allah. Now see how Allah Ta'ala motivates us and Almighty Allah inspires us. You must open the Quran, my sister, and study the verse and kiss the Quran and read to Raka Salatu Shukr when there is goodness in your heart you got through Iman you got through Islam you got Ikhlas and so forth you were trying your best in that marriage and whatever but it ended in talaq or whatever mm. so you must not say that no my life is finished and all when there's goodness in your heart and then what happened so and then now Allah will give you mm. Allah will give you something better and superior from that compared to that what is taken away and snatched away from you mm. so your husband is gone ex-husband maybe your children also are gone Allah alone knows and Allah says Allah will forgive you chapter number 8 surah anfal Verse number 70. So the message I want to give you, my daughter, my sister, is this. In life, always remain positive with all Allah. Say and speak to Allah. We have forgotten that lesson today. Today is Wednesday. After Zohar Salat, read to the God, Nafil Extra. And say, Ya Arhamar Rahimin, Ya Dhul Jalali Wal Ikram, Ya Hannanu Ya Mannan. You praise all Allah, Ya Ahadu, Ya Sabadu, Lam Yalid, Walam Yulad, 
وَلَمْ يَكُلْ لَهُ كُفُوًا أَحَدٍ You read salawat, salutations, durood sharif upon Nabiul Mustafa sallallahu alayhi wa sallam and then you beg Allah ta'ala and then see what happens. Mm. So that is true. So what we do, we just go negative, negative, then is depression and then we land up like, you know, finish now. No. So Islam don't allow that. So that is my man. And every day give out charity also. Inshallah. And this ayat, make a note of it. When you're feeling down, Surah 8, verse 70. And la ilaha illa anta subhanak. Inni kundum I know so many ladies. Their first marriage was an absolute disaster. But then, mashallah, Allah Ta'ala, because they were the oppressed party, mm. they cried to Allah, now they are married, they're so happy, they have children. So Allah gave them a ni'mal badal, a better replacement, remember that. So that is my message to you, my sister. Allahu Akbar, subhanAllah. 16 uh, minutes uh, to 12, uh, we go for an interval. When we come back, inshallah, we will continue with the bliss of marriage. Stay tuned. Marcus Sahaba, the voice of Ahl Sunnah wal Jamaa. Marcus Sahaba, the voice of Ahl Sunnah wal Jamaa. Well, it's exactly now 13 minutes to 12. Somebody says here, Ustad from overseas, is it Sunnah, Muftis up Sunnah for the girl to stay by her family after one week of marriage, Ustad? Bismillahirrahmanirrahim. The sunnah is this. After marriage, immediately she should go to her husband's house and the matrimonial home and so forth. And she should spend the night with the husband and the next day they have the walima. It's not necessary or compulsory that the same night, Layla to Zifaf, the wedding night, that he, the husband, has to consummate the marriage or so. So that is not compulsory. They can consummate first night, second night, first week, one month, whatever it takes, it doesn't matter. But remember this, that that is the proper sunnah way of doing things. But Islam is for all times, all circumstances. Sometimes the husband's house is not ready, or the husband, he himself is not ready, because why? Yet he wants to take his wife and then spend time with her, but now he's not getting leave, and a lot of issues and so forth. So you must remember in a case like that, so now he says, okay, let's wait one week, and then there'll be rukhsati, and so forth. As long as both parties come to an amicable agreement, mutual agreement, it's fine. There's no problem with that. But you must remember to say, no, that I won't pick up my wife now. I'll pick her up next week. I'll pick her up next one month. Because that is sunnah. That is wrong. You must remember that. That is only when there are certain circumstances. But in normal circumstances, therefore, Al-Imam Shafi was a genius, you know. Al-Imam Shafi mentioned one usul one principle and he's the first person to write a book on usulul fiqh called a risala you the students you the ulama if you can procure a copy a risala by imam muhammad bin idris al-shafi'i and if you get the copy that is muhaqqaq and the tahqiq and edited by sheikh ahmad muhammad shakir rahimahullah excellent copy it is so you must try and procure that copy so al-imam al-shafi'i rahimahullah used to say you will never get a general law for everybody in Islam but there will have to be certain exceptions and certain exclusions so the law will be that is best for you to take your wife immediately after the nikah after the same day or so like that we say and for some reason or the other so this is the exception if you can't take her now because suddenly a lot of rain came, your house is not ready or whatever. So you say, okay, after one week I'll come and so forth. So that will not be the sunnah, the rule. That will be the exception to the rule. So that is how we must understand our deen of Islam. Therefore, when I perform nikah, and if I know the family, then it's fine. But let's say I don't know the family, so I always joke. I ask him, what you doing, by? You're making cash and carry or you're making lay by, you see. <laughs> Cash and carry means that you're taking your wife now today. Then he'll say, you oh, know, today. I say, that's the right one. And if you're doing lay-by, that after one week, one month, some people three months, six months, then I say, jai is, but that is not 100% the one that's encouraged. So remember that, that we must make sure the wife and husband start living together immediately or as soon as possible. 
Hunna libasullakum wa antum libasullahun. Everything you want, you will find in the Quran Sharif, in the Sunnah Mubarakah, chapter 2, verse 187. The husbands are the garment for the wife. The wife are the clothing for the husband. What it means? When they embrace one another, when they kiss one another, when they fulfill the rights, conjugal rights of one another. So remember, it brings sukoon, it brings peace, it brings tranquility. So when you're living separate, how are you going to get all the things here? You can't zoom that. Today they want to zoom everything, you know. So yeah, you can't zoom that. So remember, then, Then Allah Ta'ala will bring more and more love and more and more mercy. So look at the Quran, tartib and sequence. First the sukoon, peace, harmony. Then the mahabba, mawadda, the love. And then the mercy. So that is what we should try and understand. There's a there's a, a Memon young sister in Islam saying that uh, Mufti Sab is blind marriages known as arranged marriages acceptable as it is neither the boy or the girl's choice. Mufti Sab, I do understand Memon Ustad. Mashallah, I'm Memon Gal Karota. So I'm your pain and margin and Nika Kariava, Taiki Nika Kariava. I'm your dad on a daddy and nana and nani, Iki Nika Kariava. They eat a Nika Karnava, Jede Bachava. Koro matlab, i chunava, dosa ne dosi, pachas ver mor, so ver mor, ke, aenji chokri, ne manjo chokro, aenjo chokri tini, ne manjo chokro, topa nika kari ganasi. So that is how they should get married. So you never understood anything, the listeners of Sirius FM or the listeners of Marcus Sahaba, the voice of Alu Sunnah or Jama'ah. We all have to become maimen. Why? Now read with me the dua. So we all become mammon. Allahumma, oh beloved Allah, yammin kitabi, yammin kitabi, oh my beloved Allah, grant me my report, my book of deeds in my right hand. When we receive the book of deeds, the report in the right hand, then we're going to Jannah and paradise. Then what Allah Jalla states, Ula'ika ashabul maimanah, those are the people, remember, they are the Maimans. Maimans, they got nothing to do with Maiman language. It means they receive the book of deeds in their right hand. <laughs> and when they receive the book of deeds in their right hand, then they are the successful ones. Surah 90, Surah Balad, that is La Oksimu Bihad al-Balad, and verse number 18. So remember, and if people receive the book of deeds in the left hand, then for them, the mulkhasirun, that they are the failures. وَالَّذِينَ كَفَرُوا بِآيَاتِنَا هُمْ أَصْحَابُ الْمَشْأَمَ Then they go to Jahannam and the Nar. So therefore, we all must become Maiman, not Maiman language. Receive the book of deeds in the right hand. So the sister is saying that, yeah, arranged marriage, this, that. I think the sister is watching too much Bollywood and Hollywood and Robin Hood. So now, now you want to study something. Let me give you some statistics, sisters. Sister, then your eyes will open and your heart and brains will open. When you take the Western decadent satanic culture, what they say? They say, no, you must date with one another. You must smooch with one another. Sometimes make tribal with one another. And if you see today the African culture, how many times I ask them that I'm traveling and that I say, the son is yours. You say, yes, the daughter is yours. I ask Shatile, you married? He say, no. So I say, how come you made child before? He said, no, we're trying out whether she can give birth or not, you see. So this is how shaitan plays with people's minds and so forth. So remember that, then they get married after dating, courting, smooching. But now they did almost everything. So what happens is, after one year, two years, five years, then is divorce and finish. So the, if you look at the divorce rate in non-Muslims, it's 60, 70, 80, 90 percent in some countries. In Islam, what we say, that no dating, no uh, smooching, you can't be alone with one another, and no, all that haram. La yakhluwanna rajulun bimra'atin illa wa thalithu ma'a shaitan. 
When a strange male, strange woman are alone together, the third party day is Satan, is Shaitan. Authentic hadith in Mishkat. Even after your khitbah, even after your engagement, still you can't be alone in Islam. So remember, so when you get married, so we believe in Allah's law. We believe in Nabi Wasallam teaching us what is best for us. And then we take our parents' dua. So now your parents are happy, you get married to that person, and then, mashallah, the barakah comes, the blessing comes, all that. Go study our Muslim marriages 30, 40, 50 years ago. That if you had 5% divorce, then also it was too much. But when this ummah decided to mimic the Western lifestyle, now you see that amongst us also, the divorce rate is gone up to 30, 40, 50%. Because the Western system is a satanic system, and the Islamic system is the best system which Allah has made for us. So that is your answer, my sister. Somebody says, Ustad, that a mother only has daughters. She's old and can't stay alone. Whose responsibility is it to look after her, the daughters or her mahrams, Ustad? So you must remember that if one of the daughters can speak to their husband, then say, oh, hubby, see, my mother is old, and this is a golden opportunity for us to take all the du'as, and he agrees, so that is excellent. I did so with Allah's help. My mother-in-law was totally blind, and she, my wife, got ten brothers, and remember, I told her, with due respect to all your babies and all your sister-in-laws, your, bro- your brother's wives, no one can make khidmat and serve your mother like how you as a daughter can do. And for me, I will be more than happy. So we went, we picked her up, and she stayed here. She passed away here also mm-hmm. in 2001, and I moved here 2001, January. So after six, eight months, and she passed away. So remember, so that is how every day she used to make so much dua. So you, the daughters, if you can do that and convince your hubby, that will be your jannat for you. Remember, inshallah. If the husbands are all now a little bit this way, that way, zigzag, so then you, the daughters, then you'll try and get a mama, a lady, somebody that is responsible and good, then she can make khidmat of your mother, stay with your mother and so forth. Otherwise, her brothers, so you must remember, they must pay for it and take care for her, take care of her, or her nephews and so forth. So there are many options, but the best option, according to what Islam will say, that you, one of the daughters, take your mother, and you must take permission from your husband and take all the... It's time she's 70, 80, 90 years old. How long she lives still? So you have and then say when they make dua. Mm. So that is my advice to you. Mm. Ustaz, just one more question. There's a sister wants some advice. She says that uh, regarding the airport issue, she says my husband wants to take the law in his own hands. We might go to Cape Town tomorrow. So he says if anything, they're trying to take off a scarf, he's going to hit them. Please stop him, Ustad. Remember, we don't do foolish things like that, that everywhere in the airport and all that, there are cameras and there are security issues and that you will just make things worse for the Muslims and then mm. they will say, Islam are terrorists and uh, they're teaching terrorism and we never ever promote violence. We say that within the law and legal framework we can sort this thing out. So why are you so negative? Today read Turaqat Salat after Zohar Salat and make dua. Ya Allah help us at all airports. Ya Allah make our suffer with Siha and Afia and Rifada protect us at all places all time. Give our charity today, tomorrow. Like that a Muslim behaves. Not you become a medcap and say, no, I'll donor him and I'll do this and this. So what good is there? They won't even allow you in a plane then. So both of you won't be able to go. So there's foolishness and recklessness, you must remember this. So Muslim must be responsible and not go and make more. Quran, the hadith of Nabi alayhi salam in Tirmidhi ibn Majah, la yambaghi lil mu'mini ayyu zilla nafsa. It's not permissible for a Muslim to go and disgrace himself. And that is what you are suggesting. So not permissible. That what you are saying. Wonderful lineup. Make dua for us. On is Wednesday. Make dua for all of us and the Ummah and Muslimah. Ameen. Barakallahu feek. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh.
Wa alaykum salam wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh That was our beloved, honorable, respected Fadilatul Ustad Hazrat Mulana Mufti Abdul Qadir Hussein Hafidahullah Marcus Sahaba, the voice of Ahl Sunnah wal Jamaah